This week on Homo Superior. I always like the Shadow King more than I think I do. Or like I in my memory, I like the Shadow King. Yeah, and then when he actually scary. is on page or screen, he's dreadfully he's dull. Boring. Well, I don't know how um Chris Christopher Claremont wanted to do another sixty issues in the original his Kenny run of like Shadow King build up as and the more big, and more and stuff. Well, well, like, why does who he gives look- a fuck? He's boring as shit. Well, if well they- why does he look like the honeycomb guy? <laughs> like he just looks like that. <laughs> yeah. Bigum? Yes. Yeah, the honey. That's funny, Mac. That's funny, Max. Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, <laughs> where we say, make Hokoa be with you. Issue 286. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm sorry that I fucked up that intro song, but Adam was making me laugh. <laughs> He what was, was that Krakoa he, joke? He was, <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, one at a time. You giggly little bitch. Why'd you fuck up the front of <laughs> Because you were giving the microphone a blowjob. <laughs> I know it's Pride Month, but <laughs> give it a rest. Uh, and also, what was that Krakoa joke? <laughs> yeah, I didn't write that. I don't get it. Oh, that uh, that was from Steve Orlando's comic. Ah. Oh, okay. uh, did you guys not? We'll make Krakoa be. read that one. Oh, we did pod. read it. We're, we're going to talk about it, yeah. but I this didn't remember. This week. It's Pride on Homo <laughs> Superior, so let's see if we remember to do anything about it. No. In honor our, of our review of the sequel, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, we have a Polaris asking about your favorite squeakquels. Charles has some memory troubles in the latest installment of X-Men, the animated series. We'll see if we remembered to care. Clark attacks us with the news. We've got comics galore. And we take out some top-notch butt plugs for our bride. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I meant to make that a... Double entendre and just <laughs> flop. <laughs> my, my brain automatically added the word plug. I mean, hey, that's what Plug Me Daddy is about. It really plugs. is. It's okay. the most surface level. Of well, plugs. Brent, you're actually bringing us to uh, Pride Month. We're going to be doing all sorts of fun Pride stuff. You're bringing us, you're right? Bringing us right you're to driving. Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Doing all sorts of fun Pride stuff uh, for this month. So every episode this week of this month, it's going to be Prideful. What, Caleb? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to also remind our listeners, if you're here in the DMV area, come to AwesomeCon. Yes. The weekend after DC Pride is the weekend of uh, June 17th. On the 18th, we are doing a panel. That's a Sunday. We're doing a panel about the X-Men and their relationships. And then uh, the night before at Trade, which is a local gay bar here, we're doing a really fun event called House of X. I love it. We're going to have... That's uh, an H-A-U-S, as we say. Yeah, House Fashion. of X. House, yeah. Fashion. German, German spelling. That's House, how you know. yeah. That's how you know it's fashion. Because all the best X-Men are German. Right. Kurt Wagner. So that's the 17th <laughs> uh, is yeah. our party at Trade. And the 18th, I think it's at 2.30 or 3 at the sure. convention sure. Yeah. Just cool. get your three-day pass and come on Sunday. This week, though, before all that gay shit next week, we're just doing a lot of gay shit on this podcast. So we might be fucking each other. We might be sucking each other. We might be doing none of those things. Getting married. We might get married, (laughs) have kids. That's all you're going to be doing. You do it alone in the corner. (laughs) Ryan, how many parties have you been invited to? And they're just parties of one and two and three. I told told you in confidence it was six before this. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we won't get picked up by any... Big podcast production studios. Uh, in our last bit of housekeeping, you should check out our review of Sony's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We saw it. We reviewed it. It was actually a good review. I feel... <laughs> As opposed to our other reviews. Well, the ones without me, I really feel like go off the rails. Yeah, you uh, do feel that. Right? I'm assuming it was also good because I wasn't there and I was the one with the negative opinion of it. I, I didn't say that. 
but, but wow, <laughs> someone must have thought. <laughs> but I, but I assume that's the case. Psychic it was a good fire. conversation. Is all I'll say about that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. All yeah. right, let's do some Polaris. So related to what Brent just said, we put out on Twitter this week. Uh, we wanted to uh, know what is your favorite superhero sequel, uh, comic book movie sequel. Squeak. So, so we gave four <laughs> options: uh, X two. Alvin and Chipmunks 2, a squeakquel. No, I'm kidding. So X2, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Spider-Man 2, that's the one with Tobey Maguire from 2004, and of course, the aforementioned Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So before we get into results, I'm going to ask all of you what your favorite sequel is. So Clark, I'll start with you. Of these four. Of these four. Well, I think in order for this to count in a poll like this, the, f- the second one should be better than the first one for it to be important enough for this kind of thing. So Winter Soldier is mine because the first one is not as good as this one. Mm. I and agree it with is that. I think my favorite uh, Marvel movie. You think X-Men there. 1 was better than X-Men on 2? The reason I'm talking about that, no, I'm, that's why I'm ruling across the Spider-Verse. Because oh, I think the first one was like much better. Got it, like got That it. one wasn't even Oh, I mind. see. Understood. I mean, um, and I hate Spider-Man 2. But you'd agree it was better than Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah. it wasn't immediately in my mind removed. It just wasn't yeah. good. You're just it. helping provide context as to why to, Cross to the Spider-Verse yes. wasn't your favorite. Yep. Got it. I'm that just trying to figure out the clock algorithm. <laughs> I didn't even mention X2, but sure, that's there. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are a German podcast. I did right. watch X2 uh, this week, and it is fine. There's no way it holds I up. I bet None the White House scene hold. holds up at the very beginning with Nightcrawler no, and because, the rest of it um, is not good. This will be a little weird, but like <laughs> they made his skin so dark that it's upsetting. Oh, like it's not too, blue. Too, it is. It is going towards charcoal, and it's, uh, it's getting. It's, you'd, you'd prefer more I don't of an love, avatar. I didn't love it. No, I just would not like it to, to seem like it's um like when did race that movie come out? Strange. Uh, uh, two thousand three. So okay. two thousand. Yeah. Two thousand three. Yeah. <laughs> like I wanted to keep that oh, for a clip for the for trade, but no, I was like, this is not going to go over well if no one knows what's going on. Fair enough. Ryan, what about you? I'm going to sp- pick X two. <laughs> and this is not a joke. Because of the this White House. This is not a joke. <laughs> and here, here's because of that specific, the, the skin tone and also the White House scene. No. Um, <laughs> no. I, I do think if X2 did not build on a better comic book movie, we would not have mm-hmm. the MCU That's now. That's very good. X2 was well, well regarded as the best fucking uh, superhero movie for the longest time. Yeah. And then Spider-Man came along. And that also, but but without what? these original X Men movies, they wouldn't know that a team could be built Do like this. Time. So I think they owe a lot. Fuck Brian Singer, but I think they owe a no, lot don't. to these. Literally, do not. No, please don't. <laughs> well, he won't. Well, show your old. ID first, then yeah. you can fuck him. But it's. I think it's so well done. It this, it does hold up. This isn't in level. my news. But um, Brian then, Singer is financing a movie that he's yes. going to direct, a oh, documentary about how he wasn't molesting people. Jesus. Starring Kevin Spacey. It's a very hard yeah, it's uh, horrible. It's I, a, I, I like the OJ thing. It's like, he, if, if I a, did molest, uh, this is how I would do it. He's an alleged monster that I'm going to like Jeez, highlight uh, alleged in my not, mind because I this. don't think that's true. It is. He's a monster. Yeah. Gross. Uh, Adam. I'm, I'm going with Winter Soldier, A, because it's still, I think my favorite alongside infinity war my favorite mcu movies mm-hmm. and i do just like you i re- i love your point about x2 kind of really setting up like this can be financially successful thoughtfully creatively successful for me winter soldier was the movie that really locked in for the mcu of like oh you a could do genre types you could do a little bit outside of the house you could also make it intense make it serious but still make it pg-13 so everything just really landed for me and of course like even now, I'm just nostalgic about it. Where it's like, if I watch it, I'm still like, man, this is so hard hitting. And really, I know we're like, you know, it's gonna, we're all gonna continue to grow up and yeah. 
see more stuff, but it really did. I just went like, wow, what a fucking good movie. And it was just such a great explosion for the Russo brothers. So yep. good for them. I have to agree with Ryan in, ah! in that you Uh-oh. need to look at where <laughs> things were built out from. And that's why I picked Blade 2. <laughs> <laughs> Blade 2 is actually pretty good. Yeah. It's Hellboy 2. Uh, I, I picked, though. I probably picked same across, director. across the Spider-Verse. Uh, I like Clark, Clark's rule, the Clark principle, that it's got to be better than the original, and I think it's as good as. See, so that's funny. Greater than or equal to. So you think Blade 2 is better than Blade 1? I, don't, I do. I don't think about Blade at all. <laughs> no, Blade 2 is better than Blade 1. <laughs> what do one. I think about Blade? No, what I, I don't think What about I Blade. think about is Blade 3, where, Trinity, where Wesley Ryan Snipes hated the director so much that he yes. kept his eyes closed for a scene, so they had to CGI his eyes opening. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, but don't forget about how hot uh, Ryan, Ryan Ryan Reynolds got the Deadpool role because he was so oh my hot God. in that movie. But the Deadpool that, role in Wolverine Origins yeah, where his mouth yeah, yeah. was shown shut. Or how uh, Pat Oswalt played basketball against Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I don't remember uh, that. I, I refuse to yeah. remember it. <laughs> Just give me a blood disco ceiling. That's Kaylin, what do you think? Kaylin, so for you me... Think? You've been uh, really building this up. What is it, baby? <laughs> well, for me... Personally, and then I'll go into what Twitter thought. Um, I am going with Across the Spider-Verse because I watched it a second time. And as we talked about it even more on our review, I just loved it so much. I loved it more than the original. Um, but my second, close second favorite is Winter Soldier because they are both fantastic four. movies. So this is what Twitter thought. In last place, Spider-Man 2. None of us picked it. None of us that picked it. That is correct. It, so was, it was actually the best Spider-Man game for years. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was the Spider-Man 2. That's I, why bitch, I we're not I, talking about games. We're talking about but movies. that's why I think I'm remembering also the, the movie better than it is. Also, the best hammock that I've seen in a film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely still one of the best villains. Oh, I for think. sure. Oh, yeah. No, Dr. Yeah. Ock, uh, Alfred, Alfred Molina, Molina. As, as Doc Ock was incredible. They knew it even when they made that. Yeah. New, the newer one. Uh, and it's definitely better than the movie, the, the original Spider-Man. The first one and the third one. Yeah. In third place was Winter Soldier. And I think there's some recency bias and not. X-Men stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. So in second place was Across the Spider-Verse and number one was X2 because I think everybody we have recency bias and then we have nostalgia bias. And, and so you X2. said, hey, hashtag X Twitter. Yeah. I did. <laughs> and there's also a 2% difference between Across the Spider-Verse and X2. So it's it was very, very marginal. Very yeah, yeah, that's how presidential elections get match so it's true and, and then we got go the, where'd the green party fuck it all up 2016 the green goblin party no no no, no. <laughs> the green lantern party <laughs> the worst superhero movie probably ever made <laughs> all right that's been polaris great let's get on to mcu next tv our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the mcu disney plus tv shows these are the greatest ones we haven't done the latest in a while they haven't had the new ones <laughs> uh we are continuing our coverage of the x-men animated series weekly we've got season four episode Episode five, Xavier remembers. Pepperidge Farm also <laughs> remembers. God. <laughs> Professor X suffers a concussion, and the Shadow King takes possession of Xavier, leaving his mind trapped on the astral plane. So this episode had the weird thing of at the very end showing a clip of what's happening on the next episode, which was in order many episodes prior. Is there something out of order about this episode where... Professor X yeah. has a concussion? Yeah, so they know. <laughs> no, you're also s- s- supposed to suffer a concussion <laughs> from this. <laughs> um, and also, the preview for the next episode gave away the ending of that episode. It's the very last oh, yeah. minute of the Juggernaut episode. I My favorite is that they, like, I mean, because they've obviously probably lost all the, you know, fo- if the split footage, if there was any, and they're like, well, this is the reel we got, so just toss it on to fucking Disney+. Plus. Uh, like, no one, I just love that they, like, didn't edit it, come up with, like, a new credit sequence. It was just like, nope. Just as is. Throw it on. 
about this episode, for as many fun cameos as it has, it's kind of boring. Super boring. So boring. It's very Dullsville. And, like, I always like the Shadow King more than I think I do. Or like, I in my memory, I like the Shadow King. Yeah, and then when he actually theory. is on page or screen, he's dreadfully he's dull. He's boring. I well, don't know how um, Chris Christopher Claremont wanted to do another 60 issues in the original his Kenny run of, like, Shadow King buildup and more big, and more and stuff. Well, well, like, why does who he gives look- a fuck? He's boring as shit. Well, if well why does he look like the honeycomb guy? <laughs> like, he just looks like... <laughs> I mean, Bigum? Yes. Yeah, the that's honeycomb funny, guy. That's funny, Mac. That's, that's funny, Max. Oh, and I was thinking of Waffle Chris, that, like, really no, crazy one. No, he looks one. like evil sperm. <laughs> yeah, they, well, and he's got that... Then he has, like, the weird astral plane armor, like... Everything about that, his eyes are too close to his nose. This bitch is ugly. But I think to Clark's point, you're telling I think, me this isn't the honeycomb. <laughs> that's guy. what I was thinking of. That's what I was like, who I was thinking of. <laughs> oh was my god, that is, it is Farouk, it's the honeycomb guy. We got to post that on our Instagram. I'd love uh, to. I, 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 I'm agreeing with Clark because I think as a kid, I was so in, enraptured with what Claremont was doing towards the end oh. of his run. This like build up, like he's telling us how important, how villainous Shadow King is. And as like, you know, a 10 year old or whatever, however old I was when that was going on, I was like, oh, this is going to be so fucking cool. And he's just been a wet fart ever since. Then. I, I did think he was pretty good in the at in, least in the show. In Legion. Was it Legion? Oh, yeah, certainly in Legion. And then he I, was fine. It like ended up being kind of a wet fart there at the very well, end. Well, the whole show ended up stop being a wet fart. Saying yeah, wet stop fart. saying that. It's, it's gross. Pride we, month. we said we were going to do lots of gay shit. <laughs> exactly. Gay Literal sh- gay shit. Wet fart. <laughs> stop it. Okay. So is a wet I'm going to make a wet a, fart sound. It's a wet fart like a queef. No, I don't want to get into like this. Like a boy queef. No. This is just weird. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I'm, my new drag name, Queef Latifa. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. So. By the way, when you queef, that's also called a shadow king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was called a Farouk. Yeah. So uh, the episode starts with them having a weird sonic boom, and they all are sleeping, and Cyclops just comes down the hallway in his full yeah, outfit he does. for no reason. That's what he sleeps in. Yeah, uh, that feels he right. He is the standout of this episode because the only line of dialogue I can remember is, how can we fight what we can't see? Oh, my God. I loved <laughs> that. That is good dialogue. Honestly, I wrote that down, too. That was so good. I don't think you're wrong for thinking the Shadow King would be awesome because all of the, if you were to write out details about him, origin story, name, powers, rival of Charles Xavier, all that stuff is incredible. And the fact that it keeps being portrayed terribly is on the faults of Chris Claremont and every other person who's doing adapting because it is awesome. Agreed. Well, because he could be you. He is the perfect build-up villain because if you have your like little minions, rogue gallery, they're doing stuff in real time while he's like moving stuff behind the scenes, causing disruptions with people. Like there could be this amazing chessboard. A classic, of, like, you like haven't Eldritch seen Cthulhu correct. style villain that has like bunch of minions able to control people and he's you pure th- malevolence yeah. yeah yeah and it was just i i just always well it certainly falls flat in the animated series because he gets two bit part episodes where he's just chasing people around as a well, disembodied I'm trying to remember in the comics though when he's been at all interesting and, it, and like going back and reading the claremont stuff or even charles sewell's astonishing x-men yeah. when we started this podcast the first storyline the first six issues of yes. astonishing x-men it was uh shadow king was the bad guy yeah was not great there either. So I, I did well, enjoy. I kind of enjoyed that one I, a little bit. I sometimes with the through the comics through the years, I was freaked out by him because it's very isolationist. So like it's just you on the astro plane, like oh to find yeah, him I see. So, like so I get that side of it. Um, in the comics, and then Gene shows up. In, in the comics, place. does the Shadow King also invent lightsabers there? 
Yeah, oh, I could gotta say. talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Also, so so Shadow King gets uh, his armor. Xavier gets his armor, and Jean gets breast armor. Mm-hmm. That was some fucked up shit. Well, that's Just the way that uh, pointy boobs, pointy boobs for the nineties. So fucked there's up. There's only one. Well, it's part. her choice. It was her choice. Yeah. When you go into the astral plane, was you make it? the decision as to what outfit you want. Well, I would have probably chose the same thing. <laughs> I want tit spikes. <laughs> um, so the only time I like him is during when he, in relation to Storm. I like the okay. the not min, like the thievery mentor mentee situation and how he basically just was a monster to her and I don't really care about he and Xavier's relationship at all. That so, I think you're right that that doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, it's to me. very yeah. I don't know. It's like, like you're my big enemy, except for you aren't, and it doesn't really matter, and we forget about it for years, and they bring it up again randomly, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, I guess. I mean, so. this is like Elon Musk versus Jeff Bezos. I don't care. Yeah, and they're fighting that's all true. The time. That's true. I don't care about that either. Uh, especially because like Xavier has so much more of an interesting relationship with Magneto and with Juggernaut, even yeah. like you know people Sexual. like in his past. Uh, <laughs> His <laughs> brother, you mean? They're stepbrothers. Yeah, it's fine. Come on. Oh, I've seen that porn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that family dick over here. I, well, Gay shit. I do like that the episode serves as a roadmap that if you needed to take down the X-Men the most efficient way possible, you just need a saber tooth, Mr. Sinister, a sentinel, and a closed closet door. Yeah. And you can <laughs> shut them it's, down. It's so wild that That's they are true. constantly getting just one fear is what everyone has. And they are, so that they is, are completely and it's defeated. People or a door closet. <laughs> yes. yeah. If the shadow came came to you, what would he be? What would he be keeping oh, in the expansion? Closets. Back? It's it's Pride Month. We mm. are trying to come out of the closet. Gay well shit. done it there. Prob- Gay shit. A, a clo- Gay shit. Closets. Also, we're, shoes also on are. this podcast, we're going to call out. Everything that's gay. Yes. Anytime something it's, is gay, we're going to Because say in closets, you have shoes and a shoe horn to just force things into the conversation to fit. <laughs> um, Maybe well, in your shoes. That's pedantic gay shit. <laughs> yes. Ped, ped as in it, walking. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. What would. What's your answer? I don't know. Um, oh, uh, that secretly everybody did actually hate me because I do feel like that's an ongoing like, stress. I know, right? It's, it's well known to the. <laughs> um, mine is raining spiders. Oh, <laughs> like everywhere, like from the sky or just yes. in your house? No, confidence. By the way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> raining outside versus raining the house. Very little differential, in my opinion, when it's raining spiders. Do you think other people, like, would other people be as upset about it, though? About the raining spiders? Yeah, right? Like, because what do you think you'd have a society where people are, like, knowing how to fight back against No, spiders? no, no, because this isn't a thing that happens. Spider umbrellas. <laughs> I mean, wait, when. When was the last time it rained spiders? Oh, like you were just dr- sorry. It I already probably I, happened. I, in I literally forgot my own question. Point. I thought I like you created. A, it was a reality. He I created know a reality. This for weird you. fires from Canada are creating. Maybe they're spiders. <laughs> you know, there's ha- well, I've seen a video where there was like some windstorm in Australia that had a shit ton oh, of I'm spiders. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. Australia yeah. for you. That that entire country and, uh, continent is terrible. There's so many uh, in the Middle East. Whenever there's like random flooding, all the spiders run up to trees and they'll like. Scary. You'll see just c- them covered in tree, covered in, in covered silk. in scorpions. Covered in scorpions. As, as someone who is claustrophobic, um, that actually would be mine too. Like, I have reoccurring dreams of like claustrophobia, Ooh. but yeah, that's yeah. not how it looks. Wait till you it's see my. Not, ro- you're not floating in a space, <laughs> and then you see a light bulb slowly go out and just. A <laughs> but Ryan, Ryan, wait till you see my raining spiders because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're coming from the sky and they don't stop. I like. That. Is be, that your superhero origin? I'm story? trying to get bit. I'm trying to get these powers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Clark. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like um, like an underground coffin situation? Wouldn't oh, that be what that's actually? Be I would be? Go oh, in I depth about what my reoccurring. No, oh. yes, I could go in depth about being your <laughs> no, bird please, underground. No, please, no, stop Wait, you, me. you would definitely be the bird from, uh, or yeah, it was bird from uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, where it's like you'd sign up to get buried in a coffin, and you'd be like, I'm ready to get out now, and they like, and you just keep knocking at the door to get out. Yeah, Season two, baby. <laughs> What's your fear? I don't know what mine would be. I'm not a big fan of heights, but I don't really know what that would look like. But then, I'll but, off but, but I would realize what was going on. What about so your eyeballs being scooped out? By what? I think that would just be everybody. What, does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you have to differentiate between like what's an innate, like just awful thing to happen to you, and like what's the thing that would make you go crazy. fear. Sorry, I, I, I hate being locked in a closet. Yeah. I'm not gonna freak out about. I it. guess I guess the Shadow King is more about theatrics than actually scaring people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a recurring nightmare uh, or like the sort of feeling of falling all the time. Does anybody else like get that yeah. as well? Yeah, everyone gets that. Oh. Uh, shattering teeth. Yeah, your teeth falling out or teeth crumbling, things like that. Forgetting your schoolwork. Uh, really schoolwork or, yeah. yeah, that one. Naked, oh. I never really get. That's the totally, naked one, not yeah, so much. Uh, I love this body. That's freeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely like mi- like uh, missing every day of class for a semester and then, real- yes. and then realizing, oh, fuck, I have a final. That happens or to me not all. knowing where your classes are and like, I'm going to be late. Yeah. Really? Do you, don't you love like waking up, though, and then going, oh, my God, and then go, wait. Oh, I already graduated. And then you're <laughs> like, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank God. It's crazy. Like it is the weirdest. And then feeling you show in the world. up naked to the office, yeah, but you exactly. haven't been you're there. Like, all. Don't worry, y'all. I graduated. <laughs> what a great case study into our phobias. Yeah. This, this so back really to the X Men, right? Um. Okay. So we show we show his first class there again. Mixed but Angel was back there. Angel was he back kept showing there. up and everything. So that they really need to error. figure that out. It's a continuity error. They fu- the animators fucked Angel? up. Yeah. No, it's just that the animators fucked up. I like the idea that Farouk put that in Charles's head. That it's not real, that it's just an addition that he added. But uh, in the last but, episode, they did but have he that. Also I understand, that. but they were showing Farouk's memories that you. Charles had, obviously. In the last episode, oh. they had what? Yeah. The uh, Angel ep- was part of the first class. Yeah. They had that as a supercut for Sanctuary. Look at all the harm that's ca- come to the mutants. Yeah, well, that's just because they fucked up at the beginning. Yeah. I've been yeah. rewatching all of the cartoons in the last week. Um, they do that with Angel a lot. They're he just like, kind of pops they, in and out. They kind of forget about him, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, you were part of the original five. And they did that, I think, for all three X Men series. Yeah. Probably, they probably Art like adjusted script. what like uh, artist and like uh, anyone that would be drawing. They're like, we need the original characters in this one. They'd be like, oh cool, the five. Like you know, I don't think anyone's yeah. giving them the notes from the first season or the. Because he shows up in the first season, right? Yeah, Apocalypse and Angel. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, he's not interesting enough because no no one's ever put him in the first season. Even the comics agree with Wolverine that. Wolverine and the X-Men yeah, agreed. He's also too strong. You mean someone Just named Warren isn't interesting? Not enough. <laughs> Worthington the third. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on. That's our episode. x extra. read all about it. Yeah. Angel's actually not that great. <laughs> extra, extra. Lead singer of Wings. Paul McCartney? Angel. Oh, he has wings. I see. Mm. Yeah. So Euphoria, Sydney Sweeney, will you John play? Lennon, because he's dead. <laughs> Sorry, go on. What? John Lennon's not the lead singer of I Wings. I know, but he's an angel. Eufo- <laughs> Did you know? What? Did what you know that far? Euphoria, Sydney Sweeney, will be playing the best Spider-Man, Julia Carpenter, in Sony's upcoming Madam Web movie, taking the role from usual redhead, as we all have done the last couple of years, <laughs> while most likely changing the character's major through line as an embattled mother to an adolescent daughter. 
It's basically just going to be some random cut and paste nobody going in and doing nothing. He <laughs> <laughs> um, no anything. Yeah, anyways. Cut and paste her. is a Spider-Man villain, by the way. It sounds like he said that while snapping the tips off of green beans. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody doing nothing <laughs> with this ear Spider-Man. I'm my great aunt. The movie, coming out February 16th, 2024, will be an origin story for Dakota Johnson's Cassandra Webb, a.k.a. Madam Webb, number one, who's currently dead in 616, and Julie Carpenter, as just mentioned, is her currently her replacement. Ooh. Um, are you excited? Is no. this movie going to yes. be a whatever, like everything I else? I am. Fuck you guys. Just I enjoy life sometimes. I'll see it. <laughs> no, I'll watch it. Why can't like, you like anything? I would like <laughs> because to see well, great Because actress, all these movies be are bad. Yeah. All these Spider-Man movies that are part of that universe are terrible. Baby, yeah. you... You what? jerked off to Morbius, so I'm worried. No, about I did All those bats. <laughs> I tried to. And I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, try, I really tried. Yeah, when Ryan come. jerks off, it's Morbin time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, so you like, say Blood it. came say out. It. What, I, what I did. <laughs> what I did like was the director's statement about what they were going to be doing, which felt like the most I've got to say something yes. for the press yes. release kind of uh, statement. Like, uh, the studio is like holding. That yeah. person hostage. We're, I mean, it's just going to be a fun movie. Like oh a lot of people know who this character is, and we're going to show the origin story. And won't that be fun? Blink, blink. Please. Everyone will really see the character in it, and all this. <laughs> like, well, when, when you like have nothing. a known like role to be an elderly woman, and then you hire a very young girl, you're like, this should probably. Be She'll be playing that not. role for eighty years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think to me for this movie, the hardest part is that. I actually would like to see a movie with these characters and with probably the creative freedom to actually tell, just like probably a great comic, a very interesting story. And what you're going to get is the Morbius situation again, which is like, no, we need a three act. We need a this. We need a that. So now if this is an origin story, how long ago is the origin? So long. I don't oh. Like, is she playing <laughs> a young Madam Web? Yeah, I think so. And who's old Madam Web? Also, um, her, with, her with makeup on, okay, that's always that's fun to look true. at. No, it's Dame <laughs> Judi Dench. That'd be cool. Yeah. I feel like they would go back to the witches in Salem type oh, thing. Oh, uh, like uh, Agatha? That's yeah. what I'm even more worried about. They'd be what? like, Agatha was great. Now get some of that in there. <laughs> like make up some old yeah. web people <laughs> teaching web. Tricks. I have a feeling that Madam Web is going to come back in the comics pretty soon. Oh, she's gonna yeah. She's going to be a hot bitch. I mean, she she's is gonna in the go comics. To, she's going to go to Ava Max con- concert. <laughs> she's going to be like who? just Ava Max. No, I meant who? Which Spider Woman? Ma- Madda, Madam Web. Yeah. Because the other one's being used She's Madam Web to you. Oh, yeah. Man <laughs> I think Madam Web should be like the Madam of like a burlesque house. Oh, that yeah. would be sexy. Like be from fun. like The Simpsons, it's like Madam Derriere or uh, Maison Derriere. What mm-hmm. you're going to get is, uh, what is it? Snyder Sucker Punch. She's trapped in an insane asylum, but she, <laughs> oh, no. when she dresses up, she becomes And when she Madam slightly Web. moves her hips, yes. it's hypnotic. That and then something happens. No, that's where you get Stacey X in, and that's the oh, crossover. God. God, the one we don't need. <laughs> they they have a movie with Madam Web where she's running a brothel, but it's actually just about the minutia of running a brothel. <laughs> the I details would watch of, that. Yeah. yeah. You got to bribe politicians. You got to grease some palms. But she talks like, what, a 1920s North Atlantic person? Now she just talks like a, a person from 2013. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, well, that seems Which sounds like a 1920s North <laughs> hey, Atlantic bit, person. Yeah. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm Madam Web. You little slut. What are you doing here? 
Kill the witch. <laughs> so um, in celebration of the fact that we have our weekly uh, redheaded character not being portrayed as redheaded anymore, probably. Nice. Um, I'm going to go through some actual redheaded actors, and we're going to cast them for whatever role you think they should be Ooh. in a Marvel movie. So get out your Google, folks, oh. to figure out who these actors are. Casting actually. couch. Yes, let's start with um, Julianne Moore, who none of us know. Who's who? done a million things and oh, is fantastic shit. and everything. So and what the hell do you she think Julianne Moore is? She'd be a great Spider-Woman. <laughs> I know Julianne Moore is. Uh, I know, but um, Jean Grey. Oh, I like that. Oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. It, it explain how that would work. Not like, I mean, not that she she's is cast whore, but she's in Jean Grey awesome, by but Marvel Studios. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, but, but how would right. that then affect the entire world based on the fact that you'd Jean have Grey an actual by, uh, old enough like X Men cast that it was interesting? That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like you do Days of Future Past they're, for real. Thought out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love her. She's my favorite actress. She's so she's that's why she went first. All right. What do you think about who who should the ghost of Lucille Ball play? Jean Grey. This <laughs> next question. Uh, <laughs> Stacy X. Skids. Skids. Maybe. <laughs> the entire time. Apocalypse. Or Boom Boom. I can see her She'd as a be boom a great... Uh, oh, go ahead. Just Cass- cast her as Cassandra Nova. <laughs> what? Ball. Charles, why can't I be in the <laughs> show? <laughs> I want to blow up Astrid. <laughs> Wait, why is she oh, the penguin now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who do you think um, Eddie Redmayne would be? Oh, Jean Grey. Uh, no, he'd be uh, a great Mary Jane. <laughs> he could be. In, it doesn't have to be a redhead. That's, Michael that's, Jane. That's part of the. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, uh, he probably could have played Loki. Escapade, but then he'd regret it later. Oh, Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be. I like a Mephisto there. <laughs> that's the right he'd answer. He'd be a good thin-lipped Mephisto. He'd yeah. Yeah. Ethereal, kind of strange. I hate how he always just bows his head and looks up. <sighs> yeah. What else? Yeah. That's what Mephisto <laughs> does, though. I'm a good actor. I tilt my next head. one. Next. All time. right. The next one is um, the just finished series. Um, it's Sarah Snook from. Oh, oh, oh! I, I think love she'd be her. fantastic, but with as what? As hmm. whom? Maybe like one of the Hellfire gals. Oh, Some, yeah. She definitely play a villain. I'm trying to think of who. Uh, Betsy Braddock. She play. She a is villain. British. Betsy Braddock. Yeah. She just say because she's British, she's gonna be her. Yeah. She could be Rachel Gray. <laughs> She could be Rachel Gray. Uh, yeah, that's great. I don't have enough good villains. Celine. What else we got? I mean, it's not... I don't know if she'd be right for it, but Abigail Brand, I thought she might be good for. I can see that, she actually. She could do a good... Yeah. Well, they were setting up Daenerys to do it. Sarah Snook could certainly... Oh, yeah. oh much better Sarah actor. Amelia Clark, that's her name. I feel bad using <laughs> that Daenerys. Yeah, Daenerys. Uh, sorry, Amelia, I love you, but it's just not an Abigail Brand for me. All right, this one is for Adam mostly, probably. Oh. So, um, you know, Sean James uh, Murphy, who plays Tucker in Danger 5. T- oh. oh. You, who would this hot gay man in real life you, play you would probably in the say Marvel my universe? boyfriend, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you say that? My husband, you fuck. Oh. <laughs> Why not Pyro? He'd be good as Which that gay pyro? Py- the gay pyro. I think he could be a good. No, they're gay both pyro. gay. He One has a grinder mask. That's he'd true. He need to be like the wa- the funnier one though. Yeah, the first see, one. I, I would like him yeah. as like a goofy Shatterstar. Ooh, oh, I can see that. The long shot, kind of like Tucker's very doofy and strange. I know that's the heart. Like I'm like what? The long shot. I could actually see him. But he's, I want a gay playing a gay. You see, uh, I don't know what he's like, like in other stuff. But he actually could be an interesting Vulcan. Like they would have to like really do something with his hair and eyebrows. But like he could probably be a crazy Vulcan because like he could be the crazy <laughs> drunk Vulcan and then also like the what do you do with Vulcan. his eyebrows? What about they North have Star? to make them black? What about North Star? <laughs> <laughs> I could see North Star. Too. Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. What did you think I was going to do? I've got two side. more. Uh, uh, the uh, super iconic Lindsay Lohan. What? Oh, Bucket, Madeline Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> you bit, that's the um, right answer. The or hell, magic. 
All Give right. her bangs. Okay. I think just like one of the demons in. Um, <laughs> she's the one of the demons she's dancing in Mykonos. Oh. <laughs> she, she is a good. I'm really sad. She is a good actress. Yeah, make so sure no, she was. she's not. She was. She was. No, she, she was. wasn't. She was in Prairie Home she Companion. She was a passable actress. Make she her was the worst thing about Mean Girls. Make her Vulcan. She was. That's true. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Just the eyebrows of Vulcan. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the final that's one, speaking of eyebrows, is scare, Scott. Carrot Top Thompson. Oh Who do you think Carrot God. Top? Oh, I got looking it. like this. Oh, I got it. Just so we remember. The Joker S- slapstick from New oh, Warriors. Oh, that'd be fantastic, oh. right? But we have to kill him at the end of the movie. Yeah. He would be an amazing arcade. Oh, actually, that's the right answer. Arcade. No, arcade should be a good actor. Maybe that's uh, Ar- not sensible chuckle. What's his name? <laughs> sensible uh. chuckle. Oh, like Tucker. Tucker. I think Eddie Med- Ed- Eddie Redmayne could be an that interesting would be if they um, played arcade. Him right. But like he's not whimsical enough. I don't, I, I don't think he Eddie Redman can do humor. I don't know. I got to think. Yes, he can. He can just tilt his head to the side uh-huh. and look up. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I mean, but they can cast him. We, we can have a, a, a bad scene, like with a bad actor playing a bad character. And we just say, that was bad. That wasn't good. I mean, they could cast him as that, but that's not what you enjoy it. So okay. when is Hollywood going to hear about these casting suggestions? I don't know. Wizard Magazine 1996 is calling. Clark, so, okay, because it is Gay Pride, and you did red, which is Roy G. Biv. It's the first uh-huh. letter of the rainbow. Ooh. Are we going to do orange heads next? No. What about okay. blue heads? <laughs> <laughs> great. Great, great, great. Now the issues. Now I've already got green heads mostly down based on the last four years of Stop years calling of them that. <laughs> What's that mean? It's a green lantern core. <laughs> it's when you. Fucking broccoli it's, heads. I was going to say, it's when you throw up on someone while you're blowing them. Yeah, but green you heads. you also like give you that have green head in your throat. throat. Yeah. Like, eating a lot of pea soup. Gay shit. Ew. <laughs> gay shit. <laughs> I don't like that everything gross is getting put into gay shit. <laughs> Wet farts and green head. <laughs> All right, uh, so what's a good version of Yeah, head? stop kink shaming me on pride. Yellow head? No, that's pea. No, that's not the direction I want to go. I want to celebrate <laughs> Purple queer. head. Purple head's Pur- a thing. Purple? Wanna, oh, definitely. I want to celebrate head. queer uh, people and voices and, and, and the spirit of being yourself and proud, not the grossest things I've ever heard. <laughs> So which Why not color head? We did that like three <laughs> years ago, Brett. We've got to keep reinventing Fine, blue head. When you choke head. on the dick and you actually can't breathe. <laughs> and you <laughs> die because of it. Hot. <laughs> Gay shit. Uh, let's get on to the issues. Happy pride. Of all things X. This week we have X-Men Before the Fall, Mutant Strike, First Strike number one. Damn, that's a long name. Immortal X-Men number 12, X-Men number 23, Bishop War College number five, and The Invincible Iron Man number seven. Bishop War College number five, Jason Holtham and Sean Damian Hill. The War College kids save the day and graduate, but Tempo can't save her dad, and 616 Bishop can't save the Earth 63 X Men, but does inspire the Bishop of that universe. We talked last time when issue four came out, which was like two weeks ago, that this should have just been an annual focused on Earth 63, and all the other stuff was useless, and. The fifth issue confirmed that for me. Yeah. To me, it did the opposite in that the other one, based on what's happening in uh, next series and stuff, that the Earth 63 stuff seemed worthless. I think they just wanted to. It was was the more interesting story and should have been like a one shot. Yeah. But it, it. doesn't matter. Basically, what we we saw with the, you know at the very last second we saw a new team of kids, yeah, new five. Steve Fox is gonna write them in the new um in the new. Is that confirmed? In the in the Marvels in the Marvel yeah no no in the uh, gay 
one shot pride series. Oh, oh, they're yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. in there. So oh, the, I would like the, the through line they're actually bringing is not, is from that side that actually. Is, oh, yeah, who's okay. I would now? like to go over that team at the yes, end of this. Yes, I screamed but let's talk at the fifth one. Yeah, at the fifth one. You'll never guess my reaction. Yeah, you came. That's like one of those okay. quizzes. Um, uh, so the so they really wrapped up Bishop and Tempo's story early on. Um, some might say right before the issue started. Would you say just in time? Really? I won it. Um, <laughs> Not soon Gay enough. Gay shit. Gay shit. It was very abrupt, and then they went back to the real storyline. And then they just threw the two into the pit. The only two in the pit. That was a wild sort of turn of events. What it, I mean, was anything uh, was anything good? Uh, I feel <laughs> I, if yeah. you feel like you're grasping with that question, <laughs> it's because you have nothing to latch on to in yeah. the story. Yeah. I think that the best thing about this miniseries is in the third issue when uh, Sebastian Shaw goes to I think so, to. to Storm or Emma Frost. I can't Emma remember. Frost. Emma yeah. Frost. He goes, you're girl, girl, you're white in that universe, and so that I do like. I think you're. I'd be interested to know what happened behind the scenes with editorial because I do feel like these probably were two different things. Yep. There wasn't enough meat on either bone. I think it would have been a great annual to just have Tempo and Bishop go yes. to there, have their entire storyline. Tempo's story with her father was great. Some level of conversation, obviously, on what the difference between the two worlds are would be amazing. And then they were like, oh, by the way, write this story with a bunch of kids to build in this other. Th like, something just felt, I feel for uh, Holtham because it doesn't, everything was like competently done, but I feel like it was, and I really want to see more from him, but it was obvious that there was just a disconnect in terms of. Why do you want to see more from him? I thought it was like perfectly valid. Like, I'd like to see more content. I'm sorry. Well, I uh, know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, you don't apologize to me. I just, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to say. I like, like don't want to sit here like berating the content of the. Like, I just don't think there was any way that any of this story was going to work because both, neither one makes sense. I, I do completely agree with that. I just don't think I've read enough of him to say, oh, this, there's some quality there because I think there was very little like that, like drew me in. Into I like all the 63 stuff I liked. I think I just agree with Clark that it doesn't make sense. Like it was very felt like so. Now it's just going to be this universe sitting around for them to maybe plug into at some point if somebody picks it up or he re he writes more stuff. Why did they not want to leave that universe? Everyone was like dead and having a terrible time, and and Tempo, and was, Tempo was like, "This is where we should be. <laughs> yeah, let's I, I, forget our families back home and let's just yeah. be here." The only good it's thing weird, about it, right? That storyline was maybe dad. the second I know, issue, but maybe he's the dead third too. issue. Yeah, the the concept was good, but then it just. Why did it suddenly become like the fucking Heather show of that universe? Right. It just, it, it's like, it's just all of it fell flat. I mean, I'll say that I cared more about Heather and this five issues than and not to knock on our friend of the pod, Steve, but I'm like her and like the whole situation that she had with Thea, like that felt more superfluous. To I agree me with that. Than like what is actual emotional stakes and an actual insight into the character of like, she lost her father she was trying to have that experience again, and just that usage of the power I thought was interesting. Can we finally get a one-shot of the Struckers? Please, just Ew. give that to us. <laughs> Doing nothing, just literally. <laughs> they have an OnlyFans. Yeah. You should check it it's, out. Uh, that is no, weird. it's That's illegal. so weird. <laughs> Talk about the characters at the end. So yeah, so the most interesting part of this comic. So I... I'm always intrigued by the next generation, and so this class uh, wasn't my favorite. But at the, the most end, recent one we just read wasn't your favorite. Yeah, yeah but I, I'm more intrigued by the new ones that we're gonna have coming up. Um, so so, and so, so we had Gray Malkin. <laughs> yeah, gay. Mm -hmm. We had Gimmick. 
which is a recent addition. Yeah, from Children Chir- of the Atom. Yeah. Um, we had D Cell, which was kind of fun to yeah. see her. Um, she was in was it Damage Control or something like that? Yeah. And then Terrible. Spectre, which used to be one of the New Mutants slash New X Men. The Corsairs. Team. He's one of um the no, students. He was one of the Corsairs. Yeah. 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 And then um, I didn't know who Antenna Woman was. Probably new. Well, but Ladybug, Ladybug. I don't know whatever her name is, but I, I was really intrigued by that team in general. Uh, I would like to think that this maybe keeps going, maybe even off panel to see who graduates and sort of yeah. form a team after that. Well, the uh, Marvel Voices Pride one shot comes out at the end of this month, so we'll, as Clark said, we'll get a little bit more about them in that in that one shot, right? Yeah, I was mostly excited for, and I didn't oh. think it was him for a minute, but Spectre. Spectre, yeah. I really like Spectre. They've never really researched it, or they've never really done anything with him because he died pretty no, abruptly. No, the thing is he didn't die. That's what was weird. They, re- they He died in that bus. He didn't. That was he strange. Di- he did not die oh, in the I bus because sure. you know, he, he, didn't the bus. Di- they, he didn't die in the bus. He was taken b- uh, by his grandmother er- earlier that day. Oh, is what's weirdly canon, and caused like why? That bus I'm, I'm like, why would they make that a point That's to like say, reveal. yeah, he vanished? Also, I like the fact that this then, like, is the, a bus chat, you know, like in no. the best of like superlatives <laughs> for the yearbook, he was most likely to marry a human. <laughs> And I was like, this Rude. that seems gay. Like the oh, the the oh, the one that's like most likely not to, to marry everything that everything seems normal for all these characters is uh, the one that's gonna go against the flow. I was like, uh, this is a gay boy. One thing you need and to know. And now he's being written by Steve Fox one, in a pride comic. Yeah. He can be a gay boy. One thing you need fuck. to know is when you are an ex student, no one's gonna remember you, so you have to have a really definable uh costume. So yes. people can and always he does identify not. you. Although with. I did. Yeah, I was so like, oh, look, worked. there's a bit of an A or some shit. I don't mm-hmm. know what X next thing. It was an X, yeah. Black and white. All right, let's talk Immortal X-Men number 12, Karen Gillan and Lucas Wernock. In Soviet Russia, Colossus votes you. Correction, Colossus votes for Selene on the council <laughs> and releases all of the information regarding the Sense of Sinister timeline. Um, I don't know about y'all. I was slightly disappointed. In this I issue. love this issue. I really did. Whoa. I thought it was so. I thought it was great. Uh, I think a lot of stuff came to a head, and there were some scenes I liked, but I think the narration for Colossus didn't quite work for me. Oh, and, really? And that's why I was slightly disappointed. I liked the final page, at least, where he's like, "I'm trying for one last gasp," and then it didn't work. I thought, like, I can appreciate that it wasn't. Um, it didn't. I, I, I sort of went around in circles. <laughs> it felt like that's. I think that's. I think that's part of what it was. It's just. It's. It's more just like the palace intrigue, but it's been done better in earlier issues, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, I did like the fight between Hope and Rasputin. I think that that was quite well done. Cool. But I, I enjoyed this issue because I think uh, this is one of the first times you see both action and the Quiet Council going at the same time. Ooh. And every single one of the Quiet Council actually got a beat. The pacing is kind of yeah. fast. I mean... Um, with the whole mystique and uh, destiny thing when she dies and then immediately is resurrected and Shaw is just creepily there being like, I told you this would happen. That's how, Maybe that's I, why John Orr yeah. Yes. Yeah. But as, so some of that stuff was weird, but I think every like so much came to head and it was fun to see all the the wheels turning in the Quiet Council and actual results happening without saying stuff is going to happen maybe later. I, I enjoyed yeah, this issue a, good a lot. Point. It was a good explosion. I liked every, uh, all the, the ones that have been sinisterized or possibly whatever, mm-hmm. um, having to f- their there. own version of how to stop it. 
yeah. possible like Exodus just that uh, brings Storm yeah. in. He's like, yeah. like, I can't do shit, but Storm, Hope come. is we a need rogue, your help so right she now. will go in. Uh, and then Emma feels like, well, it's okay to actually read her mind on what's going on. Then yeah. I can tell the rest of them. I Be, thought, but Charles is trying to stop her. And, and all then that. Exodus grabbing Storm to go into yeah. it. I thought it, I thought it was such cool. a bad bit. I, I want to see. She is the only moral ground yes. we have right now. Well, I want to see the next issue where she realizes how much of a mistake she's made with everything she did in like the last couple oh, of issues. Oh, because of like giving the her fact proxy. she gave away yeah. and she could, but that one with Nightcrawlers as well and the fact that she was just screaming at Emma about being whatever she is but the fact that Emma's not on the council anymore has caused the vote to slam like this. The fall's coming. I it have, is. I have two problems with this. One is procedural and one is plot. The procedural one is what bylaw is it in the <laughs> Quiet Council that allows someone with a proxy vote to give away two proxy votes. I don't know. That was wild. I don't I think that thought, makes sense. I thought it was weird how the... the or give then, it to Kitty. Then the, the, they, the council could then vote to remove someone's proxy vote and give it to somebody else and never bring it back. Yes. That yeah. was, that They're was voting like, now. That's not Robert's right. rules. That's not how that works. But that's how, with these fucked up people that are left on the council, that's how it would be run is what my takeaway from it was. So let's vote on it now. Like it's official, it? blah, blah, blah. We're yeah, voting on something uh, else. Look, power grabs, you know, it, these things happen, I guess, and especially when you've got few people in on the mix. It I, just seems crazy to me. I don't think Kitty would have just sat around. Like, that's the... I, I, I appreciate the sort of through line in the storyline of, like, we're going to make sure... I'm going to try to convince people that I'm going AWOL and I did find it a little bit. Like, I'm like a lot of the decisions ma- are made being made by Colossus are like you'd be like this don't make any fucking sense. Like, and they just kind of well, people making crazy decisions and crazy votes on the Quiet Council is no. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah. very that fair point. Never been normal. So, so what's, I, your, what's just, your yeah? What's your problem? Plot. plot uh, sorry. Right. So the the Colossus authorship storyline has you know went quiet for a while yep. and then was kind of ticking along a little bit. I think that I really like the idea that he's trying to fight this narrator through whatever means possible. Like I, I have to tell, I can't lie. Doesn't mean I have to tell the truth type thing. Yeah. Um, I just wish there was some other interaction he had with someone before this, where that kind of through line was still going because it feels so rushed and mm-hmm. sudden. How are these people going to catch this? It doesn't. It, it seems more forced than it needs to. I. This is. I think you're crystallizing my sort of disappointment with it. Is we've not seen any of the no. sort of internal and external narration with this. That I just got like a little bit of cognitive dissonance. I was not enjoying seeing Colossus and reading this at the same time. Whereas I think Karen Gillan has done such a great job in the first eleven issues of providing a voice for all the various other Quiet Council members. This just felt. As, as pivotal as this issue should have been, or is, rather, it just fell flat for it, me. It felt like Kieran Gillen, th- the relationship between the author in this story to Colossus really felt like it was more shifted from Kieran Gillen to the author. Yeah. I, I, writers writing writers. Yeah. Um, do you think also that maybe he was holding off on giving more of these dialogues so he could completely like catch everyone off guard? Because I think Kitty, the, I mean Kitty's reaction is very shocked. Yeah. So I think maybe maybe he wasn't giving this. I mean I don't know where you would put it earlier because with all the other stuff that's happening, and in general for how good this book has been, to find the extra space to throw in this Colossus storyline would have been difficult. I, I think. It's, oh, go ahead. oh no, I was going to say. Um, I think his his crazy justifications, which are just this writer being manipulative, I think they made sense though because he was like. 
oh, Kitty, you think you're so righteous. I'm actually the only yeah. one. Like, the, the stuff that he said out loud, if he didn't have the other dialogue, would have made sense for... So I think somewhat worked. Yeah, I, I, I just think it... I, I like it a lot, um, but I do think it feels rushed. Yeah, I, that's fair. That is true. I wish this had occurred after um, X-Force gets back from whatever yeah. future they're in. Because, you know, currently in that, he's in the other universe. Does not It's not controlled by Chronicle or whatever the fuck the thing's name yeah. is. Right. Yeah. And over here, he's controlled again. But then a couple weeks from now, he, we're going to go back and he's not controlled again. And then come back and be controlled again. That's a great yeah. It didn't make any sense. Also, yeah. I want to see... Is it, is it Chronicler? Did I just make that up? No, that's right. Okay. I, if <laughs> I would like to actually see chronicler in person again yeah it so that people who just might not be reading anything but this series knows what the fuck's going on it would be very confusing i agree with that let's move on to the invincible iron man number seven jerry duggan and juan Frigeri. tony's assault on the stark industries phalong stark sentinel plant lands Rhodey in jail and framed for murder poor Rhodey. He really got the short Nimrod stack. is fucking stupid now. Mm-hmm. Why did they make him such a weirdo? Well, it's, beca- it's because he's got Warlock in him now. Oh, that's a probably that's making your him favorite d- character. That's exactly why you think he's stupid. You <laughs> say the same thing about Warlock all the time. Yeah. All right. That's a very good point, you know, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Uh, I like Tony's stealth armor. That's pretty much what I can say about this issue that I liked. I didn't mind, though. I like where it's going. I like that this is going to officially cross over now. Sure. Um... But it's still, uh, I think this comic had kind of a strong start, but it's just been a lot of, like, uh, like the plot has just been moving very, very, very slowly it's for me. It's not coming fast enough. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, like, it's the decompressed model that, like, Marvel had in, like, the early and mid-2000s, and I'm not really enjoying it, even though I like Jerry Duggan a lot as a writer. Yeah. The they, le- they let the Iron Man stories really breathe because they know people will actually still buy them, where other stories are so sped up. Rush. It's re- it's a weird to read this. That's a great point. Mi- mixed with, like, other ones. Yeah, know? like Immortal X-Men, for <laughs> exactly. example. Yeah. yeah. Super I, fast. So I like the idea that, uh, you know, Fei Long would try and frame Rhodey for murder, mm-hmm. but... Uh, wrapping a guy like pushing an i-beam through a guy's chest just seems like a very he's low on that i-beam it seems like a weird position for someone to have been put on Uh, also (laughs) like tough or like what i like about orcus is like all the sort of psyop stuff they're doing killing somebody with a steel beam seems so like pedestrian yeah yeah doesn't it all i know is jen is over it she's (laughs) like (laughs) yeah she's pissed she's constantly like i I don't want superheroes to be my only clients. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to do a divorce. Yeah. Like, it be like nice? Case wants, yeah. Poor well, let's girl. double up on Stark Sentinels and PsyOps. So X-Men number 23, also Jerry Duggan and Joshua Kassara. The X-Men go up against said Stark Sentinels and get caught in a PR campaign of the TMZ degree. I mean, you can really feel like the fall, and we're going to talk about this with uh, a Mutant First Strike next, but there's a lot of like that kind of propaganda that's all happening against like the mutants right now so i sort of enjoyed that part of it uh again but this i think this issue was just it was a big fight scene with the with like the stark sentinels well everyone's like moving to get to fall of x right every single one of these issues is just sliding things around to start the actual storyline and the hellfire gala will be next month which is in july so i mean mother was serving in this yeah, mother, mother served us all. Yeah, Doctor Stasis stepped on his neck. Didn't see that shit coming. Also, I think uh, Cyclops got a blonde dye job in this. 
Did he get? Is this the wrong coloring, or did he just? Did he? Um, it's after, the sun hitting. And it's like his back. No, no. Do you th- do you think it's because after the breakup? Yes. he dyed his hair. And it's yeah. just oh, back yeah. in that like outfit. Like me in now? January. Does he just yeah. like? <laughs> yeah. Do they costume change on an ongoing basis these days? They do whatever they want. Yeah, it does feel. Like I think he's just like, oh, I feel like wearing my no. What? It's actually it's. it's oh, part he's of like blonde. I'm trying to do. It. Yeah, it's just like oh, I'm gonna go back to like my his roots, blonde era. his blonde <laughs> roots. Wh- which ser- which issue did we get the whole surprise reveal about um the other sin- sinisters? Doctor Stasis was first. Yeah, it was in one of that these. Was, no, no, was no. Like with um, with. I just lost her name in my head. Oh, uh, uh, Mother, Righteous. Mother Righteous. Mother Righteous. What about the Mother Righteous reveal? Was that in this one? That Mother Righteous it. reveal was. <laughs> I don't remember. We read it this week, right? Sins of. Oh, I mean, she's yeah, she's an immortal X Men as well as. But we didn't know that that was Nathaniel Essex's wife. No, we didn't. Correct. Tell this this is the reveal for this. It was in X Men. This one. twenty-three. Yeah. Uh, no, they've never revealed it, that before. Until if you right reveal now. a woman, no, it, but is it is it, it like very blinking your mouth? It's like her body, but with his ness on top of her, like yeah. mix, mixed in somehow. Like there's a level of cl- I didn't quite understand that. Is it yeah. literally just her, or is it like his cloning business? He's got some sinister inside of her, and she's it it didn't didn't make it clear. Yeah, the I fact, agree. Yeah. No, I think they intentionally did not make it. Okay. Clear. Okay. I'd like them to clarify the sinisters, just in general, a little bit more. Yeah. I think we went into th- that with like not knowing all the answers, and I'd like just a little bit more clarification. I'm fine with, with them keeping the shell game going for a while. I think it's it doesn't ultimately matter which one's the truest Nathaniel yeah. X's to me. They seem to care, but they didn't. They didn't they officialize the fact that it's our main sinister is the sinister. Kind of. Uh, no, because there's still the allegation that he's also just a clone. Like, oh, okay. I think there's something very creepy though of Doctor Stasis, like. Having dinner with his family and then they just sort of drop dead. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah baby, so it is. Creepy. It's really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so t- what, talk about what the most important part of this entire issue. What? Miss Marvel's revelation at the very end. No, Scott wanting to fuck Emma. <laughs> 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 He's like, "Well, I'm out of relationship right now. Let me go He's fuck like, my did side you, piece." Did you hear? And she's like. Yeah, about Miss Marvel. And he's like, no, 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 and no. And he's no, like, no, he's no, like no. tits out. About, uh, he's ready yeah. to go already. Uh, we had a fight about genocide, and I was just kind of curious, like, his, what, like, what you doing? His out, and he's like, yeah, I mean, Miss Marvel. Hey, yeah. Emma, you up? <laughs> I still feel the 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 impetus for this fight, this breakup or whatever, is stupid. It did all the stuff kind of the brute nonsense. Yeah. No, it oh, happened. It happened too quickly, and we haven't seen enough of the ramifications about it, except for a few bits of dialogue here World and there. Trips. I'm sorry, who is Fisk getting married to? I for completely typhoid, typhoid Mary. Okay, okay. yeah, uh, one of our favorite rapists. <laughs> But we're going to have to read in, what's that series, Realm Dark. of X? What's Dark that series? Dark. What's oh, that no, she's Dark X-Men. Realm of X? No, Dark X-Men. No, 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 it's the other one. She's in Realm of X. Yeah. Or she's in Realm of yeah. X. Oh. She is. But anyways, I'm excited not. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about a semi-positive note for the fall of X. Uh, before the fall, meet first strike, <laughs> the number only one. positive thing in the Steve start. Orlando and Valentina Pinti. I just mainly meant from the storyline itself. Bishop leads an all-star cast to the rescue of a small town following an Orcas plot. That's continuing the fall of X. <laughs> I just realized, um, or maybe I had before and I forgot, but like the red X uh, on the white background is very much like the red cross. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting, uh, it's a great visual cue. So part of this story, uh, a lot of this story focuses on the negative PR, the, the machinations of news organizations that intentionally want to corrupt stories to vilify a particular group yeah which i thought was well done 
but I really do feel tired of it. Like it's it's not an escape to go to comics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will say it was genuinely nice to read a comic storyline that's kind of a win for the X-Men. So um, remember when we interviewed Steve at the start of the year? Sure do. Uh, and he talked about, you know, his work with Jose Andres mm-hmm. and like doing like, you know, a lot of like the help in like, you know, um, Puerto Rico and other places that have been like damaged by natural causes, uh, natural I- incidents. And he talked about, you know, good work and doing it just for the work, not for like your own salvation. Like I could definitely see Big his comment. commentary coming through this comic. So, you know, the X-Men just being a rescue squad, like being, you know, hey, we're just here to help out is a very, very nice thing. Um, and I will say, like, the man loves his, like, old school deep cuts. <laughs> the Watchdogs, I forgot about them as a yeah. villain group. They were from Mark Grunewald's Captain America when it was like, you know, uh, John Walker take, mm-hmm. took over as um, Captain America and you had, like, the, you know, Super Patriot, the left winger, the right winger, like, all those groups, the Flag Smashers. So, uh, like, they're, they're very much a stand-in for, like, a right-wing militia group. The biggest deep cut was Which the two-issue character Ice Cream has shown yeah. up. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was Whose fun. power is to just make ice cream. Yes. I, I love that. I, I have a question. So what is the purpose of this team, just as a retaliate? This feels like what the X-Men Seems should like be. Seems like UN peacekeeping. Yeah, yeah, but it feels like this is what the X-Men should, should do. All or the time. Marauder should have been this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that well, works, I mean, too. They, they should have yes, a very 100%. specific mission statement besides this and it it feels like uh, overlap already with the x-men team and this is what the x-men have turned into so you have a x-men character for whatever need you it's like have. a damage control but for the x-men yeah well, and honestly, i love but and like it you goes utilize so many other ones that you don't normally see well and i like is what the x-men should be no i agree because it goes up beyond the um damage control which was more about supporting the obviously like dam- physical damage collateral but love, damage yeah, yeah it was um was her name? Is it Vo- Miss Voodoo? Who's, who's that lady that can speak to the dead? She was a wicked, this. wicked. Like I loved her. You know, Miss Voodoo. Voodoo. I loved <laughs> her being used to knowing that they couldn't like just resurrect everybody, but like they could do trauma processing. I thought that was like so interesting and like helpful. And yeah, I loved the way uh, he ended up using a lot of people's powers. And I love that Steve Orlando had to do all the people he created. He's like, oh, we're going to go throw in this one. Oh my gosh, Somnus, yeah, Somnus is you're there. here. Yeah. Crave, you're yeah. eating radioactive stuff. Love <laughs> it. Why not? Fucking use it. Escapade was show. Uh, I At like least seeing, it's not ink. I, oh my God. Yeah, These outfits God. are cute too. I enjoyed seeing Tag. They're trying yeah, to oh find yeah, use everything for everybody. Yeah. I like Thumbelina just suddenly being like oh a surgeon. Gosh. and just yeah. sitting <laughs> sit there. Yeah. And although there were a fuck ton of characters, I don't feel like the voices got muddled. Oh, I agree. Oh. No, really it definitely was, juggled. This is how the X-Men, especially in the Krakoan era, should be used because if they should you, just come in when they need that. If you can terraform like a planet, you should be able to help after a disaster. Yeah. Would... Wouldn't Thunderbird say bra, though? That was my only that thing. Felt <laughs> that felt real. That felt real, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, after it's he douche, died. It's a douchey thing, thing he'd say. Sad. I mean, yeah. that uh, a character would say, and he is the biggest douche of the agreed. group there. He has, yeah, bra. He, yeah he, he's been gone for so long, he, he comes back, and you find out he says Parmesan. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, I re- I didn't. I enjoyed this. I thought it was like an interesting um, buildup. It was cool. I just didn't. 
it came it felt like it came out of nowhere and i'd like to see this continue or like we should have seen this happen a lot more yeah in the last right couple of years. in yeah, the Volker cohen agreed. era yeah. yeah uh and north star and aurora doing what they do best hold stay. hands and be pretty <laughs> do nothing yeah <laughs> turn <laughs> that light on yeah. shit <laughs> it's the exact opposite of what we saw in the x-men uh animated series this week of like oh. something turning bright instead of dark oh, for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep god bless her well, anything else it? with the comics guys no no as always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy. Gay shit edition. Gay shit. Where each of us get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, heard, but plugged, but slide. What have, what was all the gross stuff we said earlier? All of that. Stuff. Don't bring Sloppy it back. Bottom. And we wanted to share with you guys our little homos. Uh, what, when you, when you do get the plug, plugs? make it gay. Like, make it, tell us why it's gay. Even okay, it's I have not. one. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... Vanderpump Rules just had its uh, finale. Say no more. Uh, last, <laughs> right? This is the anything Bravo gay. Um, so I was feeling in a certain mood because the finale was quite bombastic. Some stuff was revealed. I encourage everyone to watch it if you like any of that terrible Bravo stuff. So I was feeling a certain way, and I wanted to get some of that drama that I, I was not going to have anymore because okay. it, it was the last Wait, one. Who have you, how last have you had an affair with? You want to oh, no, no, no. I, I like other people's drama, not oh, my okay. own. Yeah. Um, so I started listening to a new podcast. No. Um, it's about a woman who um, she's uh, a blogger. She's a Christian. She's an upstanding <gasps> citizen. I think I read about this. And um, she also has cancer. And but maybe not everything is as you think it might be. And this is actually called. <laughs> maybe everything is not as think you might be. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't prepared. Um, and so this uh, podcast is actually called. Her name is Amanda. This is called Scamanda. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so listen, it's where you get all your podcasts. Listen to Scamanda. Oh, gay. It's pretty gay. What else? Is, what other people got? It doesn't have to be gay, but you Kaylin, have to make, make it gay. make yours gay because it is actually gay. It is gay. So it is. Uh, this came out last week. It's the DC Pride anthology. Uh, it has a wonderful intro from Phil Jimenez, who we are trying to get on as a creator crush. Call Phil, us call us back. You're so wonderful. <laughs> Jesus, uh, pathetic. But <laughs> I know. But um, he makes a really good point about like how like scary and dangerous it is right now to feel to be queer, especially if you're in a state like Florida, Texas, Tennessee, just to name a few. But hell, I mean, it's going to be DC Pride this weekend. Uh, I hope all of you who are celebrating Pride have fun and stay safe. Um, you know, but he makes really good points about like how as a creator, like he feels like being queer is just part of who he is, and DC Comics have helped him be that way. He was one of the early out creators, like back in the 90s. Amazing. Uh, but the anthology itself is wonderful. There's a great story by Grant Morrison. Uh, Josh Trujillo does a story of Midnighter and Apollo getting married again. Um, there's just, and the, at the very end, there's a really touching tribute for Rachel Pollock, who uh, was the writer that took over Doom Patrol after Grant Morrison left back in the 90s. She passed away uh, last year at the age of 77 and just introduced so many queer concepts, much more queer concepts than Doom Patrol. That I got ended up using in uh, the Max TV show. And the other plug I have is Donald Trump is indicted uh, for mishandling uh, classified materials in uh, Mar-a-Lago. Once again, Kalen has two plugs. And <laughs> that big hole, baby. <laughs> you said you've never done this before. And I've, I'm going to go back and listen. I think this is the fourth time you've done yeah. it. <laughs> Do Which you not it, want yeah. Donald Trump to be indicted? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? Well, then just make that your main. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> gay shit. Gay, gay shit. shit. Um, mine is a new uh, food uh, travel docu series on Hulu called "Searching for Soul Food." Um, it's hosted by uh, kind of celebrity chef Alyssa Reynolds, who is a queer uh, black woman, uh, and she is great. She's it's a <laughs> it's a very refreshing show because it dives deep into the culture around food and the ways that different groups of people who have been marginalized and kind of erased have had to scrap together and take what resources they had available, put their hearts and soul in it, and repurpose stuff in a variety of different ways to make food good for your soul. Um, It's very engaging, and I think it's great. Searching for soul food. It's on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Oh. Where is it weekly or all all done at once? uh, It's all, I believe it's all out now. Um, but where, it was weekly. Where is she based? Uh, L.A. L.A., okay. She's a chef in L.A. Okay. Nice. She's Claire. very engaging. She, uh, well, a lot of times when you see like a new interviewer mm. on a TV show, it's very rocky when they're talking to people, yeah. but she has instant rapport with everyone she connects with. So the conversations are always very engaging, and there's tons of little bits of information you get about the history of food and, and culture in very specific regions. Nice. That sounds cool. Claire. All right, so I want to um, plug one thing as I pl- unplug something else. Um, the second <laughs> half of Siren that I mentioned last week, not good. Oh. I didn't like it. It, 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 it just all ends oh, up being this just... This is a follow-up plug. Yes. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Don't over-spoil that. I'm not going to spoil it. it, it the... Um, uh, team team ups become way too big of a deal and oh. it gets boring. Too many team ups, everybody. If you like that shit, yeah, watch it. Andrew watched. We watched like the couple of episodes over the weekend, yeah. and I was in love with it. And then I went travel for work, and then Andrew watched all of it while I was away, and he didn't seem like you should watch it. I'll rewatch yeah, it exactly. with you. It was very like he couldn't. Make I don't want to see that again. Yeah, yeah Andrew couldn't make eye contact. I, I said anymore. the same thing. <laughs> <to my roommate. laughs> um, so what I am plugging is um, Gremlins: Secret of the Mogwai. Oh, uh, is that um, good? It is. Max crazy it's on it's hbo great. max okay it is weird as fuck it's it's as gremlins as you can think it's just like humorously strange wildly dark it's like well that person's finger just got cut off and is that little monster eating it and popping it in and out of its mouth a couple times oh my god um it's a cartoon nice that's um, great that's even it, more it's, fun it's sensitive racially because obviously this takes place in, in china in the past uh, because it's about um the um shopkeeper from the original oh, movies very cool um, it's it's well done. Strange. It brings in other um, Chinese cultural a- aspects and ghosts and other such things. I I really like it. That's nice. cool. Well, well, I thank you. And for it's that. gay because they all fuck. There I, I, I thank you for that. But let's keep it to one plug. Thank you. The other one was an <laughs> unplug. The other one wasn't a plug. It was an unplug. It. Uh, mine will be because I was gonna say sirens. I'm glad that you did that. Mine will be. Uh, oh, I've you weren't here last week. Started. I, I was going to ask you if you had done it. No. I started watching JoJo Bazaar's Adventure on Netflix. So it has all five seasons. I think they only have like one season proprietary. It was like the most recent story arc. I'm only about. I don't think I've even what finished the, the first. What the fuck is that? It is. So it's a anime. Wild. It's an anime. It's a man- old manga. I think it probably came out in like the what 80s, 90s, maybe originally. 20s, and 40s. So it tells the story. <laughs> it tells like this like family story of the Joe stars and all of them have so far it's Jonathan and Joseph. I assume they will be like Joanne. So they're all Jojo. <laughs> so every one, it's like a very, it's not an anthology series. It's also like maybe three up. Ep- it's very similar to Orion uh, agents of shield where there's like three episode arcs as part of a larger arc. Mini arcs. And yeah. so it's like crate. It's very bite sized. It's like easy to get engaged with and like pick up. Like even if you'd be like, what the fuck is happening? But 
you kind of roll into it, but it it does move fast. But it and they're all it really is gay because it is one of the most homoerotic shows oh. on the planet. <laughs> Every single fuck. man on the show is absolutely ripped to the gods, like old school, like muscle gay, like the, you know, like what people used to think was attractive, like the nineteen like twenties, muscle like Arnold Schwarzenegger type stuff. And it is just, it is so gay. Everyone is so hot. Um, and oh, the, that's it. The, the second, like, sequence of events is, first it was, like, vampires. Now it's, like, Mayan gods that all are basically half naked and can, like, stretch and contort. It's very weird. Gay shit. Yeah, very gay. And JoJo, the, the singing recording artist. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Get out, leave right now. It gets much right. better. I think season three and four. Are my That's favorite. what I heard. It's. Good. I mean, like, I'm feeling good about you it. You can see like, it's right even now, gayer and stranger for those. Oh, and the main actor, the main voice actor in the second uh, sequence, the grandson of the original Joe Joe Star. What the fuck it is? Jesus Christ! He. It's the voice actor of Captain Hero from Drawn Together, oh. and he is. He plays a more comedic, like grand, like great grandson. But it's like very hard to watch the show, especially when they get into comedy bits and not just think you're watching Drawn Together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Gay culture is really chaotic. <laughs> and I think that's what this I uh, agree. episode gave gay- us. Yeah. If, any, if our plugs proved anything, gay culture is not a monolith. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. Celebrate being fucking being prideful nowadays should be about what you want to do yeah. as a LGBTQIA plus 2S person. Coven so of chaos for everyone. <laughs> so that's been our episode. Uh, you should check us out at AwesomeCon next Saturday and Sunday. We will be at the actual convention Saturday and then Saturday night at Trade. We will be having our little dancey dance party at Trade. And then Sunday we've got a panel around three-ish. I don't know. (laughs) No one seems to know here. Uh, And you should also check out our our review of Across the Spider-Verse. It's uh, full of uh, Easter eggs. Um, that's I think you're going to say full of spiders. It's full of spiders. Spider eggs. Why, why, why did I think beans was going to be the thing I was going to... Easter know. beans? It's Easter. full of beans. It's that's worth something, right? It's full of beans. It's full of beans. Uh, don't let spiders rain on your parade. Go have fun at Pride. Be gay. If you're straight, you're canonically gay now. <laughs> this has been Home of Superior. Happy Pride. Bye. Bye. Bye.